everybody. This is Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation's Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Today's educator and guest musician is Dwayne White, and his topic is using melody in improvisation. We are recording these sessions for the purposes of Clearwater Jazz Holidays Education and Outreach. You will notice that you are muted upon entry into these sessions, and we appreciate you remaining muted for the courtesy of others. But if you have questions, feel free to ask them using the chat feature or the raise your hand feature, and we'll get all these questions to Dwayne. And um, if you have specific feedback about this or other topics, or would like to see a special topic or a special session, let us know. Email info at clearwaterjazz.com, I-N-F-O, and we'll get those uh, sessions coordinated as best we can. These are all brought to you by the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation and its many partners, including the Al Downing Tampa Bay Jazz Association, who helps to expand the reach yes. of Clearwater Jazz education and outreach, and other partners too, like the Pinellas Realtor Organization, who we are so grateful for. Dwayne White is no stranger to the Clearwater Jazz Holiday community. He is very special to our long-running history of jazz education outreach program, which is really important to Dwayne and special to him. He also is a regular part of our My Journey with Jazz program, particularly the New Orleans and early jazz session that we do. And he also participates in the Young Lions Jazz Master sessions that we do inside the school. He's a professional trumpeter and music educator. He moved to Tampa in 1996 to begin a career as a music educator. He served as a music specialist at Lanier Elementary School, where his colleagues selected him as Teacher of the Year 2004-2005. He currently works as a counselor with the Tampa YMCA Youth Development. He also is active in several arts organizations, including the Al Downing Tampa Bay Jazz Association, where he serves as the chairman of the Education Scholarship Committee. Dwayne is largely responsible for the Al Downing Jazz in the Schools program, presenting clinics and performances at several school settings throughout Tampa Bay area, and he hosts the Al Downing Monday Night Jazz Jam at the Hangar Restaurant when we are not having a pandemic. That's what he does. <laughs> and uh, performs regularly at various venues and with lots of different groups, and I know they've been doing some cool stuff online and streaming and uh, keeping the music going. We're lucky to have him with us and on our team. Uh, Dwayne, welcome to Clearwater Jazz Holidays Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. The stage is all yours, my friend. Thank you so much for that introduction, Steve. I uh, always love being here. It's, uh, the Clearwater Jazz Holidays, you know, I, I, it, it is family. So I appreciate being involved in all of these sessions as well. I've, I've, uh, I've gotten a chance to uh, catch some of the sessions from our friends, and I, I try to be on as many of them as I can be. And uh, it, it's, just, uh, it's just great that we're able to continue what we would normally do in the schools. We, we're able to do this in a virtual way. Um, I thank you, uh, Steve, for mentioning the Al Downing. I, I know this is a kind of slightly off topic, but I'll say it since you brought it up. We do have some things going on with the Al Downing Tampa Bay Jazz Association on Monday night. Monday night, we would normally do our hangar sessions, but right now we're doing them virtually online. Monday, we call it the Monday Night Jazz Hour. It's uh, 6 o'clock every Monday. 
And uh, it, you can get to it from the Al Downing Tampa Bay Jazz Association Facebook page. So plug out of the way. So today we're going to talk about um, using melody for improvisation. I, I'm a trumpet player, of course, but this is not going to necessarily be trumpet specific. Uh, it will be something that really anybody could use, any instrumentalist or, or vocalist. Uh, melody is something uh, that really makes music worthwhile because you think of what a melody is. A good friend of mine, Shahid Darby, used to say, uh, the, the song is what the song is. And the, when you talk about a song, the melody is what is the memorable part of what that song is. So we're going to talk a little bit about melody and a little bit about improvisation as well. Um, let's start off by talking about what those really are. The melody, like I mentioned, it is that memorable part of the song. But technically, the I looked up the definition, and, and it makes a lot of sense. A melody uh, is a series of musical tones, and typically they're perceived as one entity. And I guess what that means is, well, let's take a song like, Happy birthday. Lots of people had that. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, da, da, da. Happy birthday to you. It's one entity. But during that, there was a lot of, a, a series of tones, and, and they, they were kind of put into phrases. And all of that created a melody. So we're going to talk about melody, and, and we're going to talk about a lot of, I like to talk about simple melodies. I think I mentioned this in the uh, session I did before. The way my brain works, I wor it works in a very simple way. So I don't, I don't do, uh, you know, I guess when you put a lot of simple things together, it can get to be complicated, but I think of things in simple ways. And uh, we're gonna talk about simple melodies. And uh, the, the other thing about uh, using melody and improvisation, what is improvisation? Well, improvisation uh, simply is doing something on the spur of the moment. Uh, I had a, a professor in college, Lindsey Sargent. He was the jazz band director at FAMU. Um, and he used to say that improvisation we, we can think of that as spontaneous creativity. So we're going we're gonna to kind of put those two together. Let, let's talk about the melodies first. There's a lot of familiar melodies. I'm, I'm sure everybody has lots of songs and melodies that, that they know. Uh, some of the – I used to teach uh, – I used to teach elementary school music, so a lot of a lot of the melodies I tend to kind of go back to are usually children's songs or songs that children can sing. So uh, let, let's talk about a few of them. Uh, one of the uh, one of the simplest songs is a song called "Hot Cross Buns." 
I don't know if many people have heard of it, but it's simple. It's hot cross buns, hot cross buns, one a penny, two a penny, hot cross buns. That's it. That's the song. Simple. Um, now, it, that's singing it, playing on the trumpets, but it's just as simple. So, high cross buns, nice, simple melody. There's not a lot of musical, uh, let's, let's, musical parts to that song, let's say. So, uh, again, simple melody. It's nice, singable melody. What I like to go back to a lot of times is if, if it's something that I can sing, then it's a good melody that I want to be able to play. Because I, I think it, it makes a, a difference when you play. I, playing the trumpet, trumpet is not something that has lyrics. So it's a little more, more abstract. But if you can do something that makes the melody singable or memorable where somebody could leave singing it, like if I played high cross buns, somebody say, oh, yeah, it's high cross buns, and they can go away singing. Well, I like to think of melodies that I play on the trumpet as well in that manner. So uh, it's something that could become singable. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but that's the goal. So um, uh, thinking of some other simple songs, I mentioned that Happy Birthday a minute ago. That's something lots of people have heard, lots of people know. Uh, it's not a complicated melody. It's fairly simple. <laughs> simple singable melody uh there's there's a, another song that we used to do in uh schools um and, and most people probably heard of it or in, in some form or fashion it's actually uh from a french folk song but the there were english lyrics that put to were put to it it's called frere jacques and uh, in the English version, they call it Are You Sleeping? Again, another simple melody. Simple, singable melody. Okay, I'm not going to play the whole thing for time's sake, but again, nice, simple, singable melodies. If we can put that together in an improvisational context, we're talking jazz specifically now. Uh, 
that would be a, a good goal to have. If, if the listener can walk away humming or singing something that we played, that we created on the spot, I would think that would be success on our part. So uh, let's talk about how we can put some of those things together. Um, a lot of times in jazz circles, when you talk about improvisation, the first thing that comes to people's mind a lot of time is uh, jazz improvisation. You play these scales over these chords, and you know you you uh, play these harmonies, and th those things tend to come up. When I think of that, yes, that is a way to to approach it, and it, it works absolutely, but is it is there a more foundational or a more fundamental fundamental way? And the way I think of it as melodies, simple melodies would be that foundational way. So we can use those melodies um, in, in different ways. And even taking them and putting them together, taking a small part of one melody, putting it together with a small part of another melody. If you do that, you've created or you've, you've improvised a new melody. So let's say... Uh, <laughs> and pieces of several of those simple melodies that I started with and sort of sewed them all together into a completely new melody. You know, it was a little bit of Mary Had a Little Lamb. There was a little bit of the Frere Jacques. There was a, um, the, yeah, that was a Frere Jacques. Uh, so just taking bits and pieces of, of smaller melodies and weaving them together, again, that is improvisation. If we think of improvisation as creating something in the spur of the moment, that is exactly what that was. So there's a, a again, playing that in the context of chords and harmonies and things that we do, that's a, that's something that we can definitely do. Um, I don't know if uh, I had this set up before and it worked, but I had some issues with it. I'll try it again. Um, we'll see if it works. I'm gonna play a little uh, background track and do that same thing that I just did, sewing those melodies together. And uh, we'll, we'll see how that works over uh, blues. So this is a uh, C blues. 
blues is a the blues is a form that lots of people use for improvisation. Jazz improvisers, jazz musicians play it all the time. So we'll we'll take some melodies and use those. <laughs> just taking small pieces of those simple melodies I used before and weaving them together again to, to create a completely new melody as we go along. Now, you think about jazz improvisation. And again, like I said before, in the contemporary context, a lot of people approach it from use these scales over these chords. and Again, that makes sense. That is that is definitely a way to do it. But when you uh, when you take familiar melodies that are familiar to you, or it might be even familiar to someone else, and you start to string those together and put those together, then you have something that that kind of goes back to the goal I was mentioning earlier, having something that's memorable or singable. Because if, if you know those melodies and you hear them put together, that will register something in your brain. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's this, that's this. So uh, using simple melodies, again, is a way, to, uh, a way to approach improvisation in a manner that kind of goes to that end of creating that, that singable, memorable experience. Um, again, there's, there's plenty of melodies, and, and again, it kind of goes to melodies that you're familiar with or the player's familiar with. Guess that's the basis where we want to start. Again, there's plenty of melodies out there that you can choose from. One of the things that I, uh, in teaching uh, elementary school music, I taught a lot of recorder, the instrument, the recorder. and uh, that was the the elementary instrumental experience. You know, we didn't play trumpets, clarinets, saxophones, and things like that. But the recorder was that instrumental experience. And we would play lots of these melodies on the recorder. One of the things as more intermediate or advanced musicians, we get into something that's called transpositions. That's taking uh, a melody that you play in one location and moving it somewhere else and playing that same melody in a different place. I'll give me an example. Like uh, high cross buns, for instance. I can play it there or I can play it here. Thank you. 
So what I what I like to do with students, even beginning students, because uh, when when you begin at something, you want to have some type of success. If you can start to play songs and feel that you're creating something, usually people feel much better about continuing on in on and doing that. So I I like to have them to uh, create their own melodies. And again, it's using simple songs that you're familiar with already and putting them together in different ways. And the, the, one of the main things is taking it in one place. You might learn it in one location, but then taking it and moving it, starting on a different note. That's, that's the basis of transposition. It's playing the same melody, starting on a different note. So if we did like uh, the Frere's Jacket, I think the first time I played it, I played, uh, yeah, I played it in M. I could play that in a different location, starting on a different note. That was starting on the trumpet note G. I could start on the trumpet note D and do the same thing, same, play the same melody. Or I could start on the note E and do the same note, same melody. So the more you the more advanced you get at learning the trumpet and learning the notes. And, and in the, the first session I talked about, I talked about learning things on the chromatic scale first, because if you have all of the possibilities of notes that you can learn first, then you can go back and kind of pick and choose the places that you want to go from there. So uh, that's one of the main reasons I like to start out with the chromatic scale. So um, transp transposing to different places is a good way of starting to get into creating melodies or, or again, sewing those melodies together so they create a new melody. Uh, there's a, something that I used to teach when I was in school, again, and it's a vocal technique. Teaching elementary music, there was a lot of vocal technique involved in that. And uh, it's something called solfeds, which many people probably have heard. Solfeds is using uh, syllables in a functional manner to uh, sort of give different pitches their functional, uh, their functional way inside of harmony. For instance, I know everybody's heard the, the song Do, Re, Mi. It's basically the form of soul feds. That's where it started, really. Do, a deer, a female deer. That first pitch, Do. That's the uh, first, the, the, uh, they call that the tonic. So the next pitch in the song was Re, a drop of golden sun. So the pitch, re, is the second starting note. That's the second pitch there. So if we put do and re together, do, do, re, 
And then the third one is me, a name I call myself. So if you put do, re, and me together, those first three steps are do, re, me. Or you can turn them around backwards. Me, re, do. Solfege is something that's important for people that can learn it. For even for instrumental musicians, a lot of times uh, I've I've gone into situations and had to play uh, had to play songs and learn them sort of on the spot. And to do that transposition that I was talking about, taking it, starting it, playing in this area, and then moving it over and playing it in this area. So solfege is very important for doing that. So a song like uh, uh, High Cross Buns, I'll take that since that's the simplest one. Uh, do. Ray, me, those three pitches are involved in that song. It actually turns them around going downward, though. So that's me, me, Ray, do. So doing that, you can, and, and in learning this, you can do it both ways. You can play it going up, you can play it going down. And just doing that, you can start to see, okay, I can start to build different things from there. So we'll play it in this fashion going down. Starting on F sharp, let's move it to starting on A. So that pitch was me. So now we want to move it to A. So now that pitch becomes me. So we can play the same melody. It's still me, Ray, go. take it and move it to different places just by starting on a different note. Uh, and again, they, they call that transposition, but it's really simple to think of moving it from playing it here to playing it over here. So in doing that, um, again, stringing those melodies together, let, let's say um, we want to start with high cross buns. And then we want to add on um, Frere Jaca to that. So we can play the beginning high cross buns, Frere Jaca. It's really simple to do that. Or you can do it the reverse. Then you've taken parts of two simple melodies and you've strung them together to create 
a different melody. So again, how do, how can you do that? Um, you know, in in the con in the musical context of jazz, you know, with the background with harmony going on. Oh, let's see. See, we can do this again. So here's our blues again. So C blues. So we're gonna start on C with Ferrazaka. transpose it to get the harmony since the chord change. changes again we put in that transposition moving it to a different place so I started playing it on the note F sharp but when the harmony changed gave a different group of notes that I had to pull from so I started on what would be me in that situation on the note B on the trumpet so again using these simple melodies you can start to create melodies in a different way. Again, it's improvisation in its simplest form. We're not talking about scales and chords necessarily right now. We are talking about notes that are contained within them, but we're not, we're not talking about just, typically when uh, people think about scales and chords, they think about running up the scale Da 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 do re mi fa sol la ti do and so on and so forth. Again, I had a, a teacher when I was young say, you know, playing those playing those scales is great, but what can you do with them? Being able to do something within them is is probably make is a little more valuable than just being able to play them. So. Um, Again, there's all sorts of ways you can put together. So right, right now we're talking about very simple ways you can take melodies and move them together. If anybody has any questions or, or comments, uh, you know, we, can, uh, we can address that. Like I said before, there's many, different, there's many different people out there, there's many different ways that this can go. So uh, it's usually, uh, based on the particular player. I appreciate so, it very much, Dwayne. I, I don't see any um, I don't see any questions just yet and just a time check. We're right around a little after six o'clock, so we've been at it for about a half hour or so. We still have a few more minutes if you have some other ideas that you'd like to conclude with. I just wanted to be sure to let let folks who would be watching this know that you're gonna be back with us on June tenth 
with James Suggs doing a session on why listening to music is important. And then also you have another solo session on the 17th of the month using scales for ideas. And we have yeah. these sessions um, on the uh, books through the end of June and with more added often. Well, folks can check those out at clearwaterjazz.com slash education. So stay tuned for those, but I'm gonna turn it back back to you now, Dwayne. All right, yeah, so again, mel melodies, again, it's a simple way of thinking of what's something that could be memorable once I'm done with it here. That's, that's the goal. The goal is not to play something, the most complex thing you can possibly play. The goal is really, really simple. Play something that somebody can walk away humming or singing. If that happens, I I, I think of that as success in what I'm in, in what I'm creating. So uh, uh, just going a little bit further, um, there's uh, one of the, the ways of really getting into doing this is taking those uh, melodies. I, I've worked with. Uh, classical trumpet players and there's always seem they always seems to be this disconnect uh they they tr cl the classical players will say oh man you jazz trumpet players you can do that i could never do that well the first thing i always say is could you play a simple melody and uh, I, I always like to use happy birthday because, again, that's something that if everybody's sung and everybody's heard. And the same thing that we were doing, just playing the melody. If you can play that melody and you can play that in a different place, Classical musicians, they have lots of techniques, so they, have, they, they know their instruments really well. And I guess the disconnect comes where they think, of, they think they have to do something else completely different, or they may be saying, I have to do something, com something complicated. Just taking that same melody, we'll, we'll work on taking that same melody and playing it in a, a, starting on a different note. Again, transposing it to a different key, which is something most classical musicians could definitely do. Instead, instead of starting on D just like I did, let's start on E. Now, knowing scales is a good, one of the good things about knowing scales, it gives you sort of the the background of all of the the uh the ideas you can pull from so starting on those different notes just playing those melodies starting on different notes once once we start doing that they start to see well oh man this is pretty simple and uh if again it, it is pretty simple that's that's really my goal Again, like I said at the beginning, my the the way I think about things is really simple. I wanna I wanna play something nice and memorable and singable so somebody can walk away humming it or singing it. 
And that will me that to to me that says that what I played meant something to them. If that makes any sense. Again, that's that's my goal. And not everybody has that same goal, but I, I think that's a worthy goal to have. Because uh the one of the reasons I choose to play music is to communicate with people. And if you can if you can communicate in a way that somebody remembers something that you do enough to be able to walk around humming it or singing it, again, I, I think that is successful communication. And again, in the end, that's what we all want. We all want to be able to communicate with the listener in a way that uh, it, that means something to them. So that's uh, pretty much, uh, all, you know, my, my presentation on using melodies. Like I said, there's lots of melodies out there you can choose from, but the concept is the same. If you can take a melody and start with it and learn to play it in a different place, starting on a different note or in a different key in the vernacular that most musicians use. If you can do that, then you can start to uh, you can start to create different places where you play those melodies. And when you play it in a different place, it sounds different. So technically, I guess that would mean it is different. So you've played something in a different way, and if you put that together with the first way you played it, then you've taken two, two simple parts and combined them into something that's even more meaningful. So that's, uh, that's the whole thing about melodies. They're, it, they're endless. There's endless melodies to choose from and endless possibilities in putting them together. So I, I hope everybody can uh, get something from this and just have fun going out playing melodies and creating on their own. Improvisation is not this mystical thing uh, where it's only, only the chosen few can do. It's something anybody can do. Like I mentioned, I, I taught elementary school music. We would do improvisation with children in elementary school. And, and kids typically tend to be really good at that because their minds are not so developed where they have all of these other things that come into play that complicate matters. They, they think in a more simple, more linear fashion, I guess. So uh, they're really almost naturally gifted at improvisation because that's the way they think. So um, hopefully... Uh, everyone can take something from this and go out and start to uh, create your own melodies. You know, take simple things that you already know and then combine them into uh, something a little more complicated that you haven't played before. Dwayne, Dwayne, we thank you so much for participating in these sessions. The uh, we can't wait to see you back with us on the tenth, and then again on the seventeenth for why listening to music is important and using scales for ideas. And I have no doubt you'll be back with us as well 
on some other interesting topics along the way. So we thank the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation, and we thank its supporters, including the Al Downing Tampa Bay Jazz Association, for uh, keeping Al Downing music- Tampa Bay Jazz Association. Yeah, for keeping music a uh, priority. And uh, Dwayne, we look forward to more musical days ahead with you, as always. Um, I and- as well. All right, man. Well, be safe out there, everybody. Stay well and uh, take a look at clearwaterjazz.com slash education for all the upcoming sessions. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation's Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. This podcast series is presented by our friends at Marine Max Clearwater. To watch the video of this full session, please visit the Education and Outreach page at clearwaterjazz.com and click on the studio. You can also learn more about the annual Clearwater Jazz Holiday Music Festival tradition and Clearwater Jazz Holiday's year-round education and outreach at clearwaterjazz.com.